Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. New housing starts in Canada are down. That is terrible. Why can't we get this housing bill? Man, there is so much demand out there, and yet the housing starts are going in the wrong direction. Let's discuss it all with my guest, Adil Danani, Danani Group of Real Estate Advisors, and I'm very pleased to welcome him back. Adil, thanks a lot for coming on today. Good morning, Mike. Always, uh, always a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, I appreciate your time, as always. And so we take a look, Adil, at these new numbers here from the BC Real Estate Association, sales up, prices up. Is that what you're seeing out there? I think it's certainly clear. I think the tide's turned. Um, we, we, we came into 2024 with, uh, I think, a shift in consumer sentiment. And oftentimes, Mike, that's that's like aligned with what um, um, what interest rates are doing. We all know interest rates are like oxygen for the real estate market. And we've been so fixated on what the Bank of Canada has been doing over the last two years. But we also have to be mindful of what fixed mortgage products are doing, like one-year, three-year, five-year fixed markets. Um, or interest rates are based on what's happening in the bond markets. And the bond yields have actually come down about one full uh, base, um, 100 basis points, so one full percentage point. Um, and a lot of those discounts are now being carried over into um, you know, all the big five banks. And so people are seeing a discount um, on lending costs. And I think that's also been in, you know, in, um, a catalyst for more activity. So we are seeing more folks in the market. Yeah, and boy, people really, really hoping we get some relief on interest rates this year. Is that what you're hoping, that in 2024 we see the Bank of Canada here lower the central bank rate? Is that is that possible? Yeah, I think that's the expectation back after this year. We'll yeah. hopefully see some relief on the variable rates, which you know, are, are um, you know, well into the 7% range. And I think that's really been a challenge for a lot of folks, especially those folks on floating uh, variable interest rates um, yeah. for their principal residence. It's been a really tough pill to swallow. It's actually yeah. a, a very confusing time, Mike, if you think about it, for homeowners, for would-be home buyers. Um, we've got, you know, interest rates that, you know, we haven't seen in three decades. Um, and we um, have prices that have remained relatively sticky. And yeah. uh, I think it's back to your point um, in, your, in your introduction. We're just not building enough homes. And, um, and as a result, we haven't seen a lot of panic selling. And, um, and we haven't seen a lot of downward pressure on price. I think peak to trough, we're probably talking about a 15%, 10 to 15% adjustment in the market. And that's happened largely in the Fraser Valley, which, you know, as we know, during the COVID market went disproportionately higher um, in terms of appreciation and now has gone disproportionately lower. But generally speaking, most Metro Vancouver um, regions have, have performed quite well despite the higher interest rates. Right, and just taking a look at some of these BC real estate numbers for the month of January, Adele. So it says home sales were up last night. Prices were also up. Uh, average price of a home in BC last month, $957,909. So just a shade under $1 million. Now, mm-hmm. remember, that's a provincial average, right? Like Correct. if you're looking at a home in Metro Vancouver, they're typically more expensive than that. Yeah, I think average price point we're hitting in Metro Vancouver north of 1.3 million. Um, yeah. So if you if you look at the main core, um, yeah, we're we're well north of that. And 
I think we're also being mindful that, um, you know, while we're all trying to figure out this interest rate environment and, and now we're starting to see some more buyer activity, um, you know, demographics are still pushing. Um, we'll still have pressure on on prices, unfortunately, because we have these significant immigration targets on a federal level. Yeah. Uh, we still have a lot of um, net international uh, international migrants coming to Metro Vancouver. We're expecting over eighty thousand in twenty twenty four. You know, n- you know, mind you, not all of them are going to be um, home buyers, but they're certainly going to be looking to rent homes, and there's going to be a subset of that group that's looking to buy. So. Yeah, I mean, we don't see much relief from a pricing standpoint. And if people are waiting for the bottom to fall, I don't know if that comes. I, In fact, I would say or I would argue that the bottom is probably in and we see some stability um, over the next uh, few months into Q1 and Q2. Yeah, people also looking to government for help here. We saw a big announcement from Premier David Eby here on rental housing for middle income earners. Just in the last couple of hours, we get a housing plan here from the opposition. So BC United leader Kevin Falcon here uh, promised to eliminate the property transfer tax on homes valued up to $1 million. Now, on a million-dollar home, that would be an $18,000 tax cut. Adil, what do you think of that? Like, Do you think that could make a, a difference? I mean, if you're looking to get it into a condo, maybe, you could, maybe this would help you. Yeah, I think mean, any, any relief. Uh, home buyers can get um, would certainly be a benefit. I think you know, obviously, there's a lot of promises coming our way um, from the from the provincial level. Um, these these take time to actually get adopted into bylaw, um, but um, but I think um, along with David Eby's you know homes for people plan, um, I think that's the most significant announcement we've seen in the last 12 months, and perhaps in the history of um, of British Columbia. This is the single most uh, significant land reform um, we've seen in our lifetime, right? They're talking about creating, uh, you know, a uh, quarter million homes over the next 10 years. And the plan looks very strong, like uh, in terms of how he wants to address middle income housing, the missing middle, creating various different product types um, and product mixes through all different municipalities. Like it's going to be an exciting year for us to watch how this all unfolds. Um, and I think while we're talking about you know, supply constraints and the crunch now. Um, our hope is three, two, three, four years from now, um, as some of the bureaucracy and red tape is removed at the municipal level um, and the politicization of, of housing is removed from the equation. And now it's just kind of blanket. You know, you know what you're getting. You know yeah. what developers know what they can bring to the market and deliver. I think we're going to see a, a drastic shift in landscape. Yeah, it really is fascinating to watch, and there's a lot of big promises being made here right now, and some of them overlap. Like, I noticed that this morning, Falcon's plan here was similar to EB's on the point of using public land to build housing. So this is something that David EB has talked about. He said, look, we're scouring the entire province looking for crown land, public land, where we can build housing that people need. And this morning, BC United, the opposition party here in this election, also saying that they want to use public land to build this badly needed housing, including 99-year leases on empty public land for $1 per year, which is, you know, that's really interesting because when you think about the the cost inputs for building a home, I mean, it's land is the most important is the most expensive part of it, is it not? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the single most scarce commodity we have in the yeah. equation of, of, of bringing product or bringing new homes to market is finding available land supply and land values or prices that work for developers. You know, the problem right now, Mike, is, is yes, okay, we need to find land, but the land that's available when when you put it into a performa, like, you know, um, developers work on numbers and, you know, the, the economics have to be right for them to deliver new projects, new single-family homes, new four-story buildings. Right now, with the higher interest rates, it's really putting, forcing developers to hit the pause button. And as a result, yeah. we're not, the, the housing starts that you mentioned in the beginning, the reason why they're down is because projects aren't penciling anymore. And you have yeah. development cost charges at the municipal level that have risen, and you have interest rates and borrowing costs that have risen. So it's very hard to make a performer work in today's uh, interest rate environment. And so something has to give, right? Either prices mm. have to rise for these for the economics to make more sense and be viable, or land prices have to come off to somehow make up um, for the uh, for the higher borrowing costs. So it is a it is a fine balance. So whether it's the land or lower borrowing costs, something has to give in order for the equation to work, in order for us to see more more homes being built in BC. Okay, we're watching it very closely. Adil, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Have a great day.